In this episode of the How to Write a Book podcast, we talk to Therese Hahn. And it was lovely to talk to Therese because she went out to find her own program, to find something that was going to boost her, you know, which is so important about coaching or a program. It's that your book should be out on the shelf. And in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter how it gets there, but that you believe in that process, you go into that process and you come out with a finished book and also that she comes from a more like medical scientific background and how that creativity actually really stirs for creativity in her work so i enjoyed talking with Therese, and i know that you're going to enjoy this episode just as much all right thanks Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey there, writers. Let's take a beat to talk about a special announcement. So November is your month of transformation. Get a one hour coaching session with me by choosing one of these three options or all three. Option one, join our Patreon for $1, which will support the show. Option two, book a $1 coaching session on coach.me. Option three, leave an Apple podcast review. Send a screenshot to my email and get a coaching spot. You can do all three and get three hours of coaching with me. Find all the links in the show notes. Act fast. This offer is only valid for November to celebrate National Novel Writing Month. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. Welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you so much. We are welcoming today Therese Hahn, author of her debut novel, Attached, historical fiction set in the 1800s about a woman finding her place in the harsh rural northern Washington setting. Your main character, Elle, must choose between two men, two lives, and who she really wants to be. Uh, and you also, Therese, you want to encourage your readers um, out of their current situations, tune into their authentic needs and embrace, you know, make the pleasure of making plot twists. That's something that you do. Um, and I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to dive into this. This is great. This is great. Now, I know I did a little bit of a bio for you, but I always love to have people talk about themselves, their work, you know, Tell us about yourself. Well, I know that your audience is, um, you know, writers, aspiring writers, maybe people thinking about becoming a writer. But my background is actually in medicine. I'm a nurse practitioner. And so um, I didn't write creatively since high school. Um, and so when I decided to write this book, it was a big plot, plot twist in my life. And so um, that's kind of the interesting Fun fact behind me is that, you know, I went from never creatively writing to writing a, a full novel. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, um, how long were you a nurse practitioner? And then you're like, wait, I want to write a novel. It was um, right around five years. Five years is when I was like, you know, I've ticked a lot of boxes. I've accomplished a lot of things, but something was still missing. And uh, that's when my journey into writing really began. 
Awesome. Now, I would love to, to go way back. Tell us, you know, where did you grow up? What was your environment like? Was it creative? You know, we would love to get to know even more about you. Yeah, so I grew up in northern Washington. Um, it's basically where my book is set. It's kind of a loose general area because it's historical fiction. So I, I drew a lot from where I grew up. Um, and it, it was very small rural town. It's called Newport, Washington. Um, and it has a lot of timber industry and I grew up on a big timber farm. Um, and so creativity wasn't a big thing. So small town, not a ton of resources. Um, and there just wasn't a whole lot of emphasis on creativity. Uh, where I grew up, it was, uh, economically just not great or well off. And so it was more, Hey, you find a job that you can get, uh, you know, support yourself, support someone else. You know, it's, it's a little bit more practical. Um, and really the only creative people that I saw were very small artists and it's that starving artist sort of mentality. Um, we had an art teacher who was really influential to me. Um, but what was funny is I was so wrapped up in, um, sports and everything that I always had to miss art class. And so um, I really loved art, but it was always like, well, sports took precedent at that point in my life. Um, and so it was a lot of practicality. Um, you know, what could I do? That's an option. And there's a lot of teachers in my life. And I didn't think I really wanted to be a teacher at that point. Um, and then there was some nurses and some other kind of general people that you see in a, in a smaller community. And so that's where I was like, well, you know, I like people. I want to, I'm, you know, I like science. And so that's where the whole nursing direction came from. Wow. Yeah. And that's a really interesting background, you know, because, um, I know this other writer who she's also a nurse. She's been a nurse for a very long time. Um, I think like 40, 50 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so the medical field, uh, we kind of joke that, that, well, she's in the medical field, so, you know, she must know all about, you know, kind of the blood and guts and uh, what can you die of, <laughs> things like Right. That. Yes. Yeah. And I definitely have some Easter eggs in my book that are very medical. Um, it's not emphasized, but it, it definitely has some things. If you're in that world, you'd pick up on it. Oh, awesome. So your knowledge shines. So your, your career has been brought into your fiction work. For sure. And I think, you know, the big thing is, is with being in those rooms when people are most vulnerable, um, I really get to see true, true dynamic, true human experience because they're at their most raw. And so it helps when I'm writing a lot um, because people will tell you things they wouldn't even tell their best friend, their family, anything. And so you really get to know them at a deeper really vulnerable level. And I really think that helped me with my writing for sure. That's awesome. So going back, I would love to go back. So you're, you're like in high school, you're an athlete, you like the sciences and you, you like the art. It's a present, but there's not really time for it. You know, it's not taking that, that, um, that highlight in your life. Was there ever a time that, you know, you thought, well, I can't write fiction, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was just, um, just not, I didn't know anyone who was doing it. Right. So there was no examples of it. There was, um, 
the only real example I had was a small town newspaper journalism. So it was like, if you're going to write, you need to write in journalism. Um, and so I was like, you know, that's still not quite the direction I wanted to, to go. And so it wasn't even a thought that I could eventually someday write a fiction. And if I ever do write because of how sciencey I am, it's going to be a nonfiction. And, um, and I just didn't think that that was even in the cards for me. It's like someone else does that, you know. So, no, I did not think fiction writing was going to be something that I did. Yeah, that is something I dreamed of, but it wasn't something that made a whole lot of sense in my reality. So it kind of felt like, like, oh, well, that's for, that's for other people. You know, right. that's not really for me. That's for free-spirited, you know, uh, artsy people, you know, and I just was not that personality. Yeah, and I think that's such a a great myth that you're bringing up because, um, you know, I think a lot of people do get bogged down. They're like, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a nurse, um, I'm in the medical field, I'm in the the sciences or something. I'm like, well, I'm not creative, you know, shrug, right? And it's like, no, you totally can be, it's in you. Well, and I challenge that now because think how creative it is to treat a human that is not straightforward, that is like such a complex um, treatment and care that goes into each human. It's it's an art. And so that's where I started to shift that mindset a little bit because you have to be really creative. You know, if someone needs certain Oh, like social work or counseling or, you know, needs to see different specialists, but you have to bring it all together. It comes with a lot of creativity. And so um, even people in finance, I would even challenge, think how creative you have to be just to make these numbers happen and correlate different things. And so that was definitely a huge myth of mine. And then I realized like, oh, yeah, I have to get real creative, especially in the setting I'm in and urgent care so it's minor emergency so you don't know what's coming in and it could be anywhere from highfalutin surgeon that needs antibiotics to homeless person you know on drugs and how do you deal with both of those and everything in between so it's very much a myth and something I love to challenge now. That's great. And I, I'm going to encourage everyone to challenge it. You know, exactly. Following in your footsteps, you are having that creativity in your work right now. You know, that's that's beautiful. Um, so then now we're we're traveling along your journey. You're starting to challenge, you know, you're trying to be like, OK, I think I could be creative. Then the pandemic hits. You said that this is when you wrote your novel. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It was. Um, I remember one point. You know, most most clinics, everyone shut down. Well, in urgent care, we didn't. <laughs> Remember, um, at one point, we were having to triage people from the street. I was in one of those little, like, glass vestibule, you know, when you the sliding door just come in. We were trying to, you know, screen who needed more treatment and who needed less. And it felt very, like, war-based craziness, you know. Like, um, we didn't know a whole lot about it because it was new to us too so it was just figuring out as you go and I remember looking down the line at just a whole sidewalk of humans waiting to come in and see me and I just remember thinking like life's too short to not do what I want to do when I want to do it and so it really started the whole 
process. And it really was a process to get me from, oh, my gosh, look at this situation. The world's closed down. I think a little bit we all did look at our mortality and our life expectancy and the reality that um, that could change in a moment's notice, even young, healthy people. And so it really made me think, what do I want to do before my days are end? Um, and it really got my mind in going in that direction. And so it took a long time to get from there to actually writing. Um, and what I really explored was, okay, this is meeting a lot of my needs, but I'm still not meeting all of my needs. And so I um, did the book, The Artist's Way. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. I've heard of that one, but I haven't read it. It's uh, it's like a workbook to get you back into um, your creativity. And so it's, it's about, I think it's about a 90 day thing. And you, one of the big thing is, uh, uh, daily journaling. So it's, you get up and write three pages of just straight stream of consciousness. And, um, a lot of the prompts were, what would you do if money didn't matter? What would you do if everyone said it was going to be okay? What would you do if you knew you were going to success, be successful? And I kept writing. I'd write. I'd write. I'd be a novelist. I, you know. And so it was then that I remembered that I actually wanted to be a writer because I did want to be a writer when I was probably about ten to twelve years old. And then you know, society and um, reality and things just kind of came in and told me otherwise. And so it was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot that I actually wanted to do this. So I went from wait, I'm not totally happy to, holy crap, I want to be a writer. Um, but it took a lot of self-introspection and um, writing and journaling to get that out of me because I literally had suppressed it so much that I was just like, I don't know what I'd want to do if I didn't do this. You know, that was where I was at. Wow. Was that like a shock to you or, yeah? Yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like a it was like something you forget. You're like, oh, yeah, I did want to do that. <laughs> you know, like, what was your biggest dream as a little kid? You know, some people say, actually, not whatever. I, I really did want to be a writer um, because I loved reading and all this different stuff. And so it was it was a shock. And it was like, a, oh, I forgot I wanted that. So just this kind of really exciting um, realization. Wow. And I feel like that happens for a lot of people. You know, they they kind of have like that inkling, like, you know, something's missing, just like you said, like you hit mm -hmm. it right on the, the nail. Um, and then as they explore, maybe as they read a little bit here and they're like, whoa, wait, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be creative, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so then we go, you're going, you're in the pandemic, you go into the artist's way, you start journaling and you say, I'm going to be a writer. So what was your first step after that? Um, when the stream of consciousness journal pages started to turn into it was less of I don't like this about my life I don't want to do this it turned into okay what do I want to do and then I remember one day I was instead of kind of dumping on all the things that weren't working I remember seeing a, a ray of sunshine come through my window and I started to describe that ray of sunshine and it was really beautifully written. I just loved how it came out. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. How I'm going to do it, 
I don't know, but that was really beautiful. And I could just feel myself come alive. And that's when it really transitioned because I went from it's not working to maybe it could. Oh, my gosh, I just wrote something. Now what? (laughs) And so uh, I kind of let I kind of am into letting the universe kind of send me little nudges. Um, I call them winks, you know, and. And so I put it out and I just kind of was like, I really want to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I just really want to. And so um, I heard about this program. It's called Creators Institute. And it's um, a guy, his name's Eric Custer, and he created this. It's a um, coaching platform and kind of assistant all the way through the process, so beginning, middle, and end. It's independent publishing. Um, And so I heard it three times. And after that third time, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to contact him. I'm going to do it. And it was funny because I contacted him. We interviewed on my birthday. He accepted me into the program. And then one year later, almost exactly, I had a book out. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah. like, that's the universe, you know, talking to you, talking with yeah. you. It was like, how am I going to do this? And then it kind of just fell on my lap with, this is how you're going to do it. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So let's jump a little bit forward before we go into your process. Tell us about your book. I know I didn't do it justice. So tell us all about your book. What's it about? Yeah. So here's my book here. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The, the cover, the cover is amazing. Um, it's called Attached and, um, I'm just going to read the back because it does a, it's a really nice kind of description. It starts out. What if everything you knew, everything you were taught, all that you expected from life was stripped away? What would you do? Who would you be? Would you like who you were if it it was all there was left? It says, Ellie has always known her role as a woman of the mountains. Taking care of her family, hunting, panhandling, and running the family store is all she deserved. Raised in rural northern Washington Territory in 1884 around other roughnecks, she knows her place. That is until one fatal morning when everything changes. As Ellie's family foundation is dismantled log by log, she must face her destructive past and the uncharted unknown future. In a time when life expectancy was short, 20-year-old Ellie must either accept help from unlikely allies or become a part of the local violent outlaw authority to survive, choosing between two men, two lives, and two sides. And that's it. So, yeah, it's it's a historical fiction. It's a Western, but it's set in northern Washington. So a lot of Westerns are, one, male-written, right, um, and two, um, Plains, Plains area. And so, I, like I say, I grew up in northern Washington, right on the border of Idaho. And so it was um, – I wanted to talk about the mining, the panhandling, the – we didn't have a lot of gold in our area, but it was like zinc and different kind of mining places that were around where I grew up. And so there were a lot of mines um, in the area that I grew up in. And then also just the beauty of where I grew up is just, it's amazing. Um, and I wanted to write more about that. Um, so it's, it's, it's a historical fiction. It is also a self-help book. Um, kind of disguised 
in a story. So most of our stories, most of the things that we um, learn from are from stories. If you think about myths and tales and traditions and everything that's passed down, it's always there's there's a uh, thread of truth in them. Right. But they're also people's perspectives of how it actually happened and everything. And so what I really wanted to do was write a character where you're looking at it from first person perspective. So it feels like you're experiencing everything that she is. And that's a lot of why people like to read as they escape and get to be that character just for a while. And what's really interesting is that, you know, I'm writing from a female perspective but I've had a lot of men be like, oh, my gosh, this just hit home so hard. Um, and so it was it, it was it's been a really cool experience that no matter where you're writing from, people are people. Right. It doesn't matter what you identify as. You're still experiencing these emotions that are very similar. They're human experiences. And so I really wanted to show going from the lowest to low to deciding to essentially saving yourself. And um, maybe there's a little bit of overlap with how I experienced it to, you know, so there's definitely my story in it. It's just very um, fictionalized and dramatized so that it's interesting and engaging. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot to, to most writers, even if they're writing fiction, it's kind of like a reflection of where you are at that time or um, your past, you know, right. it's kind of how we deal with our demons and our ghosts, the skeletons exactly. in the closet. Exactly. In the same vein. Um, so as you were writing this book, did you feel like you were kind of going through a therapy with yourself? Uh, yes, awesome. <laughs> absolutely. And um, I was listening to one of your episodes and I can't think of his name. He wrote the, happiness uh anyway it was oh, one of hopelessness yeah, yeah, yeah hopelessness yeah and uh talking about going in and then coming out of scenes and out of chapters and everything and um she was re referencing like writing about hard moments and again these aren't my moments it's very you know um but I had to go into these really hard scenes because I wanted to make it really kind of raw at first. And then she had somewhere to go up from, from there. And I remember right reading this one chapter again, I wrote it and then I read it and I remember just bawling. Cause I was like, this is so sad. <laughs> and I was just like, I had to go there and experience it. And, um, and then by like the eighth time that I went through it, cause as you do with books, um, I was past it. And so there were little instances that they really do connect with experiences I've had, but they were a step off. And so it was a way to kind of deal with them from a one off step back and then I could get over them. And so it's, it's a very therapeutic. Um, it's the best thing I've ever done yet. And I just, it's so, is raw and real and who I am. And it, uh, it really got me there. It pushed me to the limits, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. Wow. That's powerful. And I, I 
hope for, you know, everyone who listens to the show that they go through a moment like that, even though, you know, the first, the first time is a little bit rough, but, but, um, when you go through it, you feel relief, waves of relief as you continue to revise and look at it again and edit, you know, and, and same, the same feeling you're like, Oh, wow. I, I made it through, you know, it's powerful. It's resilience, right? Like, the whole experience of writing a book is very resilient. And so then it inevitably gives you more confidence every time you go through each chapter, each line, whatever it is, and then end up with a book. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm proving to myself that I can do this and I am resilient. And it's, it's you know, the pride and confidence that comes with it is really worth it. Um, it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, but it's so worth it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then when you, when you finish that one, you're like, oh, that was grueling. I'm going to do another one. Let's do it again. I know. <laughs> we're, we're psycho. That's what we are. <laughs> we live in this pretend world that's amazing to us, but it's so painful at the same time. It is. It, you nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing. <laughs> so I would love to touch a little bit on, I've heard of the Creators Institute. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your journey was like with them? Yeah. Um, so it was, they have classes that kind of get you into, so they have um, professors that get you into the mindset of writing a book and there's there's kind of a format that they have you go through but it's all personalized so there were people going through that were writing sci-fi and romance and um memoirs and and you know everything and so then they split you into fiction non-fiction and then you get uh paired with a bunch of different editors so directional editors so that's kind of the the bones of your story. And so that's kind of there. They're there to encourage you along and say, oh, maybe think about this and kind of bring this in. But it's all your words, you know, um, and then you get enough content and then you put it to their publisher and they either green light you saying you have enough content or they think it'll be successful or not. And then you get paired with um your marketing and revisions editor who really goes deep into it. And then you have a proof, a proofreader, um, and then a copy editor and format people. So it's like, if you were self-publishing, you'd have to find all these different people to make your book happen. But this program helps you through all those processes. And then they also help me with um, they paired me with a graphic designer and all the different that. So, you know, if you're not traditionally publishing, it's a really good way for someone to kind of hold your hand and guide you along because there's so much to writing a book. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, if I hadn't gone with them, I would definitely go with some sort of a coach, which is something you do, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the biggest piece of advice I'd give people is – Find someone who's done it before you because there are so many pieces to writing a book that you don't even know, you know. And for me, it was just I wasn't even in the writing world, so I had no clue where to go or what to do next. And so finding someone who is a mentor or a coach or someone that can kind of help you through is the only way I would have gotten it done in a year. Nice. That's awesome. I, and I love that there's resources just like that out there because the stories deserve to be told. They need to exactly. be told, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then people who are experiencing a multitude of things coming from different backgrounds such as yourself, now you have this amazing piece of work out there that didn't exist before. It's alchemy, you know? It's, it's, it's amazing. Funny, The Alchemist is one of the books that inspired my book. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a mind bender when I read it. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh totally. Yeah, it. it's it's. I I thought we need a female's perspective on something similar. So if you like The Alchemist, my book is very similar, just in a different twist. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. All right, everyone, go get this book right now. That's what we do. <laughs> speaking of speaking of you, you said you had a different take on it. You know, it's self help, but it's also fiction. Did you go in already with that perspective? You're like, I'm going to do both of these, or was it organic, more organic? No, I I wanted to do that, and in fact, I I wanted to do it with almost kind of prompts in the middle of my chapters. But through the publisher I went through, there was a word count that I had to keep within. And so that piece didn't happen. So I did. I really wanted it to be kind of a self-help workbook mm-hmm. with a story written into it. Um, and so, yeah, that was very intentional. That was, I think, a big thing with self, self-help. People get kind of turned off on it. And so it's um, it, it was a way to introduce inflection or reflection and um, journeys and doing it in a way that's approachable that isn't a workbook because there are and it's hard to get through a workbook like the artist way there's a lot of people who don't go all the way through it because it's a, a lot of work <laughs> and so I wanted to find another way that was a little bit more attainable and um, approachable and that's that was really intentional oh that's awesome I think you're right you know sometimes we get too busy get bogged down you know we're like oh well I'll do it later I'll do it later and then you know years could pass by and you didn't do like the 90 days right the, the artist way right yeah right. that's awesome that you created your version that's that's original because I, I the only time I've heard something like this is um a podcast is an audiobook um that they also do like in the middle of the audiobook they'll talk about the audiobook so this is really cool. I haven't actually heard, like, you know, a fiction novel guiding you through the self-help process and also having giving you the time to reflect. That's that's amazing. Yeah. 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 I actually I um, I see a, a, you know, a therapist. I go to therapy. I, I think it's really important to have mental health. I've worked with life coaches and everything. And my therapist read it and he's this older man. And he's like, how did you write mental health and development into a story that was so realistic. I go, I've experienced it. (laughs) I wrote from experience. Um, But it was really rewarding to hear him say that because he he was actually a big um, um, inspiration for one of my characters in the book. That's awesome. I love that. Were you like, this is you or does he still not know yet? Oh, he knows. He knows. (laughs) That's so cool. It's it's a combo of... uh, a lot of my mentors. So it ended up being a lot, you know, a lot of lessons I learned from him. I have another friend who's ahead of me in years. Um, and I really think it's so important to have mentors and people that are ahead of you in these experiences. I don't care if it's life, if it's career, writing a book, someone who's done it before, because you can learn so much from them. Um, and so 
yeah, it, it came from a whole lot of different people. It's a really cool dynamic character in the book. Um, and she really helps the main character along the way. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And, and yeah, um, one of the things we always stress in this podcast is, is mental health. You know, I've also been to a therapist and, um, it's just, you know, when, when you need that, go seek your resources. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so underutilized. It's so, and it's, it changed my life. There's yeah. big moments in my life. And one of them was starting therapy, life coaching, artist way, writing my book. Those are like the big pivotal moments in my life that have got me to, just live the life that I want to live, you know, and, and it fits all aspects of me, right? Like, um, Elizabeth Gilbert says that, like, find a way to have, you know, cultivate all pieces of you because you need safety, security, but you also need creativity, love, passion. And so how can I create a life that has all those pieces? And I'm pretty dang close, but it went through these pivotal moments to get there. Yeah. With help. With help. That's the biggest piece. (laughs) Exactly. With help. Yeah. I love that. Oh, so I had another question. I'm just going to pivot a little bit here. Um, and it goes back to the genre of your book. Um, you know, so you grew up in the rural Washington area. Um, but why did you choose specifically, you know, Western style 1800s? Did that, was that cultivated, you know, it just came up or was very specific reason? Um, one of the biggest one is, um, I, I like the lawlessness back then you could get away with a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas nowadays there's just a lot less, um, that you could get away with. I watch a lot of TV shows that I'm like that you couldn't get away with that. You know, (laughs) and you, so back then I liked the freedom of that a little bit more. I liked the rawness of it. I liked the survival, um, aspects that come with that time and place and how, you know, there's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and everything. And it's like safety security is kind of on the bottom. And then as you go up, it's to the top, like self actualization. And so I thought, you know, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of people can't get past that next level is because they're in this safety security. I got to survive. So how do you even get to purpose without getting survival needs met. And so that would that would have been really radical back then to go from survival to like, wait, what do I actually want out of my life? Especially for a, a woman back in that time, it would have been really, really hard. And so I wanted to highlight that. Um, and then the setting, the Western setting, I was on a hike one time and I was just looking around. I'm like, God, someone needs to write about this area. It's just so beautiful. And someone was not me at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, I just started to imagining, imagine like what I would write if I was writing it. And so then I was like, God, someone really needs to do this. And so that someone became me. (laughs) That was, that was the calling. That was the first time. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It really was. Well, thank you. Uh, do you feel like there's anything that we haven't touched on yet either about your book or your journey that you would like to share with the audience right now? Just that it's, it's such an emotional roller coaster and it's such a neat experience that um, it really does help to get someone to help you along in it. And it's, 
something I would recommend anyone, if you really want to do it, find a way, um, you know, just start, I think is the biggest one is just start writing something down. Um, the first draft is going to be terrible. It's not going to be good and that's okay. It's just getting those words down and you can polish it later. Remember that when a book gets out, it's polished. It's gone through several hands, several brilliant eyes and creative minds. And so you're not doing it alone, even if you feel like you are. Um, even if you self-publish, there's probably going to be another set of eyes that go over it, at least one, if not many. And so that first draft is going to be terrible. And that's okay. That's what we all went through. It's terrible at first. Absolutely. And agreed. Many eyes, many professional eyes, you know, really, really help get your vision out. Um, I think that's something that we forget in like the self-publishing world. It's like, oh, I did this thing. Yes, you did. But we also need those those reviews and that way to cultivate it. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can we find you and where can we find like what you'll be doing next? So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm also on TikTok. It's Treese.Han, uh, or Treese now. I'll give you the handle. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. I'm not a great social media person, um, <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at that. But um, And then you can buy my book on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, the, the Walmart, um, you know, Kindle, all of those different places. Awesome. Okay, great. And are you working on anything next, by the way? So right now I'm here's another life pivot. Um I'm I'm writing a a game for an app right now. Oh. It's a fantasy game. It's like an interactive comic book. Um cuz writing a book is a lot of effort. It's um a lot of time. It takes a long time for you to to like get your work out. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to find kind of a quicker turnaround and I found this app, it's called Dorian, and it's it's fantasy, it's fairy, it is escapism, and um, it's just helping me with writing on a more consistent basis. I kind of like to do, like, a ton of writing and then take a break from it, and then a ton of writing and then a break. And so I'm trying to cultivate a little bit more consistency. And so this game came up. Um, I found this woman on uh, TikTok, and then she helped me get started on it. So that's what I'm doing right now. And then I think I'm probably going to start a sequel um, for my book. I'm thinking like uh, October 2024. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to that. And whenever that comes out or whatever you do next, just let us know. We'd be happy to have you back and to share, you know, your inspiring story and how, you know, you pivoted your life and how you decided to, to inspire yourself and therefore inspire others. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We will catch you right after this. Thank you so much, Therese Hahn, author of Attached. Thank you from the How to Write a Book podcast. You've been wonderful. 
And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at MastielWrites. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L, Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.